It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Friday the 16th of September. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Victoria Mitzi. Hundreds of thousands of people flock to London to pay their respects to Queen Elizabeth II. I just didn't think I'd be that emotional when it's not part of my family, but I suppose she has been part of our family, all of us, you know. And Russia and China meet for the first time since the Ukrainian invasion. Their interests coincide where it comes to pushing back against what they see as American hegemony. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Hundreds of thousands of people have continued to queue through the night in London to pay their respects to the late Queen Elizabeth II. The queue, which snakes along the River Thames, passing several of London's iconic landmarks, is more than four miles long, with people reported to be waiting around 11 hours to reach Westminster Hall. These people were some of those choosing to queue to view Queen Elizabeth's coffin while she lies in state. I just didn't think I'd be that emotional when it's not part of my family, but I suppose she has been part of our family, all of us, you know. That, that's why I have to be here. I just have to, I'm compelled to be here. I think because we all love the Queen so much that you just want to go and pay your respects. As an individual, she was a very lovely lady and mourn of her death, but we also celebrate the legacy she left behind. This is the sound from inside Westminster Hall as mourners pass through. Speaking to Times Radio, Charles Anson, Queen Elizabeth's former press secretary, said the spirit of the thousands waiting patiently in line embodies Her Late Majesty's character. I think the human side of the Queen's monarch has uh, touched a lot of people and they've talked in that way in the crowds and uh, it's been very touching that it's both um, tribute to her as monarch but also tribute to her as a person of character and uh, high standards. Uh, Government officials said they could not put a precise figure on how many would want to file past the Queen's coffin, but around 750,000 people were expected. The late Queen's coffin will be transferred from Westminster Hall to Westminster Abbey in a procession early on Monday morning, where her funeral will then be held. Nearly 200 key workers and volunteers recognised in Queen Elizabeth's final birthday honours in June have been invited to play a prominent role in her state funeral. Planned in line with Her Late Majesty's wishes, 
The funeral will see members of the public join royalty, heads of state and the military for an event that Buckingham Palace hopes will unite people across the globe. Jack Royston, the chief royal correspondent at Newsweek, has told Times Radio that NHS staff will be given the honour of walking in front of Queen Elizabeth's coffin. The royals really worked very hard to try to support the NHS and to try to show, to try to kind of shine a spotlight on the amazing work that's been done during the pandemic. So um, to have them be part of the day will be um, incredibly important for the royals. And I think it will also be an amazing experience for, um, for NHS workers too. Meanwhile, King Charles III will make a brief visit to Wales today for the first time since ascending the throne. Charles and the Queen Consort will attend a service at Hlanduff Cathedral before receiving condolences at the Welsh Parliament, the Senate. He'll later hold a private audience with the Welsh First Minister, Mark Drakeford, at Cardiff Castle. The royal couple will then greet members of the public in the grounds of Cardiff Castle, although a silent protest against the monarchy is planned. Liz Perkins is a journalist based in Wales. She told Times Radio there'll be a lot of scrutiny of the reaction of police officers. Yeah, there are nationalists within Wales who are opposed to having a royal family. And, you know, even the Queen herself, when she came here, she felt there was, you know, it was fine for people to protest and they did have that right. The King will return to London later to hold a vigil at the Queen's coffin with his brothers and sister. The Queen's grandchildren will reportedly also hold a vigil at her coffin on Saturday, with the Duke of Sussex being told he can wear his military uniform. It's understood the change of heart is a mark of respect for Queen Elizabeth and has been described as a one-off decision as opposed to a U-turn. In his first face-to-face talks with China's President Xi Jinping since Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Russian President Vladimir Putin has acknowledged China's concern over Ukraine. Speaking in Uzbekistan on his second visit abroad since February's invasion, Mr Putin said US attempts to create a unipolar world would fall, thanking China for its balanced position. China has grown trade and other links with Moscow since the invasion, but hasn't endorsed Russia's actions. At the meeting, President Xi spoke about creating balance in the world. China and Russia have maintained effective strategic communication. In the face of changes in the world, times and history, China is willing to work with Russia to demonstrate the responsibility of a major country, play a leading role and inject stability into a turbulent world. I'm also very willing to use this meeting of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization to exchange views on bilateral relations and international and regional issues of common concern. Despite the two statesmen wanting to foster better relations, Ukraine remains a point of contention. Director of the Asia Programme at the German Marshall Fund of the United States, Bonnie Glaser, has been speaking to Times Radio. Their interests coincide where it comes to pushing back against what they see as American hegemony. But when it comes to the war in Ukraine, I think that at this particular juncture, there's a a little bit of tension there. The two leaders meeting during the Shanghai Cooperation Organization Summit in Samarkand comes at a crucial point in the Ukraine war as Russian troops continue to lose ground in parts of the country. 
Mr Putin told Mr Xi, we highly value the balanced position of our Chinese friends when it comes to the Ukraine crisis. Vladimir Putin did reveal China had questions and concerns about the situation in Ukraine. Beijing called their partnership as stable as mountains. Meanwhile, a regional police official in Ukraine has confirmed that more than 440 bodies have been found in the recaptured city of Isham in the northeast of the country. In a video address late on Thursday, President Volodymyr Zelensky blamed Russia and likened the discovery to what happened in Busha on the outskirts of the capital Kyiv in the early stages of the invasion. Ukrainian MP Kira Rudik gave her reaction to Times Radio. I have been to Bucha in, in Irpin on the first day of liberation and I have seen the dead bodies, the torture rooms, the the mass graves. So this is what we are finding in, in Izium and in other places. Russians, they would know different Russians in Bucha and different Russians in Irpin. It was the same with the same strategy and with the same aim to kill Ukrainians just because we exist. The Times of London's Richard Spencer is in Ukraine and spent time in Ischium yesterday. He says they were kept away from this discovery, but the city is unrecognisable. It doesn't surprise me that there's a mass grave there because the destruction is incredible. It's by far the worst, uh, sorry, perhaps the most intense destruction that I've seen in, in the Ukraine war. Um, the entire city centre, every building is uh, pulverised very much. Russia has repeatedly denied it targets civilians or has committed war crimes. On the way, one of the most famous jerseys in the history of the NBA sells for a record price at auction and a prehistoric fish heart has been discovered that could have evolutionary links to humans. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With more on the retirement of a sporting legend, here's John Jackson. One of the greatest tennis players of all time, Roger Federer, has announced his retirement. I am 41 years old. I've played more than 1,500 matches over 24 years. Tennis has treated me more generously than I ever would have dreamt. And now I must recognise when it is time to end my competitive career. The Swiss 20-time Grand Slam champion will compete for the final time on the ATP Tour at the Lever Cup team event next week. He'll play alongside one of his greatest opponents, Spaniard Rafa Nadal, who said on social media that he wished this day would have never come. Federer signed off by thanking his fans around the world. When my love of tennis started, I was a ball kid in my hometown of Basel. I used to watch the players with a sense of wonder. They were like giants to me, and I began to dream that has led to this day. So I want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart to everyone around the world who has helped make the dreams of a young Swiss ball kid come true. The Labour Cup begins on Friday the 23rd of September in London. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. The jersey worn by legendary basketball player Michael Jordan during the opening game of the 1998 NBA Finals has sold for $10.1 million, a record for any game-worn sports memorabilia. The number 23 Chicago Bulls jersey from Jordan's last dance season fetched 20 separate bids on Thursday, which drove the price to double its $5 million estimate. Interest in Jordan's 1998 season was sparked yet again 
again after the 2020 release of an ESPN Netflix documentary titled The Last Dance, which detailed the Chicago Bulls' efforts to achieve an unprecedented sixth NBA championship in eight seasons. According to auction house Sotheby's, the historic jersey was worn during what's arguably the most celebrated season of Jordan's legendary career, when the superstar cemented his legacy as the greatest basketball player of all time. The previous record was established earlier this year at Sotheby's, with Argentine soccer great Diego Maradona's Hand of God jersey fetching a staggering $9.3 million. And finally, a 380-million-year-old heart preserved inside a fossilised prehistoric fish has been found by researchers. The heart was preserved within remarkable three-dimensional fossils of ancient armoured fish called placiderms, which were the first vertebrates to develop jaws more than 400 million years ago. The heart belonged to the now-extinct fish known as a gogo. Researchers in Western Australia, where it was found, say these jawed fish represent an evolutionary leap towards the body plan present in most animals with a backbone today, including humans. Usually it's bones rather than soft tissues that are turned into fossils. But in this case, minerals have preserved many of the fish's internal organs, including the liver, stomach, intestine and heart, causing what's hailed as a crucial moment in our own evolution. The heart's separation from the abdominal organs is still seen today. You might even call the remarkable find jaw-dropping. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Friday the 16th of September. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.